Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Smith will poke it to center. McDavid scores! The thing that burns him is wanting to win a Stanley Cup. That's a win-win-win for the organization and a win-win-win for the people of Edmonton. Leon I think he's the most advanced player that's ever played. Is that an overstatement, or are we watching somebody that is truly special? Jay Woodcroft has done an amazing job. Our focus is not on home ice advantage. It's not on what other teams in the Western Conference did. It's on the, the day's business. Toskett in a tremendous sliding stop on a redirect. Evander Kane with the wraparound. The Oilers are going to the playoffs. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chet. Some big hits back in the early to mid 1990s. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you today with Cody Jansen as Brendan Escott's getting ready for the Edmonton Elks regular season opener Saturday when they take on the BC Lions. Morley and Dave will have the call for you. I believe that's an 8 p.m. kickoff and uh, probably a six, probably six, maybe 6:30. I don't know. Uh, maybe Cody, you can find out what time that pregame show. 6:30. 6.30 pregame show. There we go. Nicely done. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex by Alicia Next Office Network. Printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up on today's show, uh, okay, some interesting 
conversations coming up. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, a bit uh, about the Oilers' goaltending situation, a suggestion made yesterday from Kevin Weeks. We're going to talk about uh, a couple players whose uh, names got brought up uh, on yesterday's show. Always an interesting time at this uh, time of year. Anyways, look, here's how you can get a hold of us. Uh, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree is 100% restriction-free with daily food specials and spectacular live music each weekend. For more information, head to therivercreeresort.com. Uh, and you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. I will tell you that we're on Twitter at Oilers now for the show account. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan Escott is at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. And Cody Jansen is at Janner on P by P. All right. Uh, coming up on today's show, 1235 for Mid-City Construction Management will be Elliot Friedman at 105 today. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta at 135 today. Edmonton Oil Kings President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Kurt Hill, who uh, likely is going to be down a player here. Uh, Dylan Gunther did not play. Game four of the series between Edmonton and Seattle. Uh, went back to Edmonton. We'll get an update on that, but uh, I'd say he's probably not going to be available. Uh, the Oil Kings are up three games to one over Seattle, who've got a big, physical, tough team. No surprise, Bill LaForge Jr. is their general manager. Um, and frankly, the series has been managed in such a way on the ice that uh, benefits old-school sort of 1990s hockey. And that works right into Seattle's uh, favor of the style of team. They have the heavy, tough team. Not, that being said, I'd love to get one of their guys late in the first round. We've talked about that a bunch on the show. Top story for legacy heating and cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy legacy heating and cooling. What are the Edmonton Oilers going to do in goal? As we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Um, the Oilers, Mike Smith, the last two years went 923 and 915. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw Mike Smith going 947 in his final uh, 12 starts. For all the Smith haters and all the uh, know-it-alls out there, and there's a, there's a lot of know-it-alls out there, uh, you know, see, I told you, I told you Mike Smith was going to cost him in the end. They referenced the two, you know, um, the Colorado series, and the fact of the matter is Smith was probably outplayed in that series by Pavel Francouz, of course, neglecting to mention that Smith outplayed first Jonathan Quick and then Jacob Markstrom in the opening two rounds of the playoffs. That said, Smith is 40. He's got a year left in his deal in the low twos. He himself has stated he's got to see where he's at. He suffered three injuries during the course of this season. Ken Holland, Oilers general manager, and we did not get to this clip uh, yesterday. I want to get to it today, and then we're going to get to something from Kevin Weeks as well. Ken Holland on if the Edmonton Oilers have a starting goaltender. No, I don't think we have a number one goalie. I do not know. We, we have two 1As this year with, with Koski and Smitty. When they're both healthy, I, I'd like them, I, you know, 1A and 1B. How do I describe 1A and 1B? The guys that can play 40 to 45 games. A, a number one goalie to me can play 55 to 60. 60. Yeah, I don't think many guys play more than 60. Um, now, Mark, what is there in the league? 10 or 12 of those? If, you, if we went by definition, you and I sat down, and, and the reality is they're, they're difficult. to. I don't know if any of them are available. So I haven't worked the phone. I haven't worked the phone. i got to sit down with Smitty. I haven't met Smitty um, yet. I'm not sure what, what he's thinking. I have not met Koski. I think 
Koski's today and Smitty's tomorrow. Um, I'm gathering information, and then I got then I got to make some decisions. What's that? You need one to win. Well, everybody, you. you <laughs> Yeah, you, you you want one, but but I'm going to do the best, the best that we, that we can. Um, I think I think it's an all-encompassing. Do I want a number one goalie that's a, a stud that complete? Yeah, like I think 32 teams want that. It's like NFL quarterbacks. Like I, I mean, there's not 30. You know, it's 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 a unique position. So there's 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 only a small amount of those. Certainly, and many of those, Mark, many of those are homegrown. They're drafted. They're developed. You know, you look at the the the, 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 the last night's game. I mean, those two are homegrown. You know, Shosturkin and Vasilevsky. So certainly, we've got hopes for Stu Skinner. But I think to, he's 23 to, to really expect that you know he's going to come in and play, play 50, 55, 60 games. I think is 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 much, too much to expect and too much responsibility to put on him. So I got to go through a process and figure out what to do. There you go. That is Mike Smith, Bob Stoffer, and Cody Jansen with you. Cody is a former goaltender himself. Ken uh, Holland said, said something really interesting there. He, he talked about homegrown. Um, so just for an exercise, since the cap system started, which was in the 05-06 season, so let's go all the way back to then. Cody, do you recall who was in goal when Carolina won the Stanley Cup in 06? Yes, I do, Bob. It was Cam Ward. Homegrown product, a first-round draft choice out of the Red Deer Rebels by Carolina. 2007, do you recall who uh, was the goaltender of record for the Anaheim Ducks when they won the Cup? J.S. Jiguer. Yeah, Jiggy. Another uh, guy that... No, actually, I'm just trying to think of it here. Did he come from... Uh, did he not? Was he not a Hartford draft back in the day? Anyways, he'd been with their organization for years and years and years. Uh, 2008, Detroit wins the Stanley Cup. Dominic Hasek, um, there's your older scenario. Uh, yeah, Jiguer, by the way, was drafted by Hartford back in 1995, but he'd been with Anaheim, sort of established himself as a netminder, as a member of the Anaheim Ducks. Um, and so he, of course, he took the Ducks to the 0-3 final when he won the Conn Smythe Trophy and then in 07. Uh, 09, the Pittsburgh Penguins win the Stanley Cup. Marc-Andre Fleury, 2010, the Chicago Blackhawks. This is a bit of a trick question. Do you recall, Cody, who was the uh, Hawks goalie when they won the Cup in 2010? Was this the Niemi year? You nailed it. Good job. 2000, uh, so they brought him over from Europe. Uh, 2011, uh, Boston wins a Cup with Tim Thomas, who basically got a start at the NHL level in the Boston organization and worked through their system. 2012, the Kings win. Jonathan Quick, a homegrown product. 2013, Chicago wins at this point now. Corey Crawford, a homegrown product. 2014, the Kings win again. That would be... Uh, Jonathan Quick once again, 2015 Crawford once again, 2016 and 17 Fleury slash Murray, uh, both drafted by the Pittsburgh Penguins. 2018 Braden Holtby drafted by Washington. And see a trend here. 2019 the St. Louis Blues. Uh, that would be Jordan Bennington, who they almost gave up on, but was a Blues pick. Uh, 2020 and 2021 Vasilevsky in Tampa Bay. Hmm. Coincidence or circumstance? What does that tell you? So the one real I would say because I consider Giguerre pretty much developed by the Anaheim Ducks the one team that went slightly a different path was the 08 Red Wings uh, with Ken Holland as a GM 
it's it's it just it just shows you 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 know what you and this is where maybe we've had Kevin Weeks on and and maybe ultimately that's the position Kevin Weeks gets in the National Hockey League is he heads up a department of goaltending. Um, you know, I, I think you have to invest in research and develop. I can make an argument that the Edmonton Oilers need to add six to eight people on their hockey operations side. They haven't, I don't know how extensive their scouting was in Ontario and Quebec over the last couple of years. I don't know, you know, on the development side, you know, you'll, now LA's got an advantage because the farm team's right there. So too does Vancouver now. So too does Calgary and so too does Winnipeg. So it's easier to get, you know, former players from those cities. And I think former players often make the best development coaches. Um, but you know, do you need a do you need a director of goaltending as well for an NHL organization? Don't know. Speaking of Anaheim, yesterday Kevin Weeks was on the show, and he did bring up a goaltender who might be available. Patrick Beek's the new GM of the Anaheim. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Ducks. John Gibson's name was out there at the deadline. He's had three relatively poor years certainly by gibson standards early in his career here is kevin weeks if i'm the oil and i i've said this about a lot of clubs all my eyes and all my eyes are on john gibson and anaheim and you know gibby's been money since he's come before he came into the league u17 gold under 18 gold world junior and then of course men's world championships after his last season in kitchener playing with the men the world championships won a bronze so, I'm, he's to me, I think he's wasting away in Anaheim, and that's not an indictment on their team either. It's just based on where their organization is now. If I was a team that's in and around it like the Oil are, especially given what they're building and the experience they just had, I'd be all in on a guy like John Gibson. All right, so 904, 903, 904, the last three seasons. Why? Look at that team. There was points Sick. this year where he was – there was points this year when he was 930, 925. Like, he's carried that team on his back. All-star, three-time all-star, whatever he's been there. And that's with really, you know, a team that's been floundering, to put it lightly, right? I did a lot of their games this year. There were games that they weren't even close in that he just stood on his ears. And then he went down. He had a couple injuries. And Anthony Stolarz was excellent for them this year. He played really well. Uh, my buddy Sadi Maraj, their goalie coach, he does an awesome job out there. I think that Gibson's just a victim of circumstance. He's been an excellent goalie. And anybody in the league, any other goalie will tell you. You go ask Jonathan Quick, they face off against each other all the time. You ask Quickie what he thinks. You know, everybody knows how good Gibson is. It's just that he's been on that team for such a long, his entire career. Since coming out of junior in Kitchener, he's been on that club. So it's tough to be a three-time all-star in any team. 
even on an elite team, let alone let alone on a team like that. So I, uh, he'd be a guy that I'd be all over. All right, uh, that is Kevin Weeks. You know, I loved Gibson two years ago. Thought he was a great bet for a bounce back after a 904 save percentage in 1920. Still liked him a lot last year at 903. But 904 again this year. 56 appearances, 1826 and 11. But you do have to factor in the team. And you do have to factor in the opportunity. Uh, his first real season in the NHL was 1415. He was at 914. Then he went 920, 924, 926, 917. Of course, many of you remember he uh, beat the Oilers in round two of the 2017 playoffs. The guy's a good goalie. I don't. I mean, he's got a no trade clause. He's got 6.4 times five years. What do you think? Text us 7804960063. I'd have to think a year ago the acquisition cost might have been four or five assets. Maybe we're down to three or four. Cody, you played goal. What do you think of of uh, John Gibson? Well, I think everyone likes John Gibson. You'd love to see him between the pipes, but you bring up the big costs. You know, how much are you going to have to give up for him? And, you know, if you are starting to give up prospects and stuff, how does that affect your team in the future where you're going to need guys on, you know, cheap entry-level deals if you want to build a roster to go on a playoff run? Yeah, I, again, I would think it's minimum three or four. I mean, the Oilers have a late first-round pick this year. That would be an automatic. They'd probably want another number one as well. So uh, we'd have to wait and see how it all ends up potentially playing out. Uh, as for Stuart Skinner, I think he could come in next year and play 27 to 35 games. We'll see where he grows and where he gets to because he's taken a step forward every year. Now, another part of the conversation yesterday with Kevin Weeks, and I always find this a little bit comical because here's the deal. I don't know if Edmonton can get in on Evander Kane, and Kevin was very high in his price point on Kane. He says, you know, Kane could get 7 or $8 million. I, Okay, maybe. Um can he get the Taylor Hall deal? Can he get four years at $6 million bucks per year? Uh, based on his productivity in Edmonton, I would say there's a strong possibility he could get that somewhere. In a perfect world, Evander Kane is back with the Edmonton Oilers. He, he provided them with the – I mean, obviously he can score. He can finish. That's the biggest part of it. I mean, he's still leading the playoffs in goal scoring. So the guy scored 13 goals in 15 games. This after he had 22-17-39 in the back half of the season uh, playing here at Edmonton. So, again, in a perfect world, the Oilers get Evander Kane back. And they're probably going to have to move out a couple contracts to make that happen. I think we all know that. I think 98% of us listening to the show right now fundamentally understand, okay, he had 22 goals and 39 points in 43 games in the regular season, and he scored 13 and added four assists, 17 points in 15 playoff games. So, overall, 37 goals in 58 games. And he had 97 pimps. He also had a dimension. He brought physicality. He brought some gamesmanship, which was much needed in the top six. Now, if you're a listener right now who doesn't believe that you need that anymore in today's NHL or you don't believe in that, you, you don't think that physicality, competitiveness, at times nastiness, at times gamesmanship is still part of hockey. If you don't get that, then we're probably not going to be able to agree. Okay? 
because I think it still exists. And when I look at the makeup of the Edmonton Oilers' top six, Evander Kane was exactly what Edmonton needed. Now, if they can't bring him back, what do they do? Well, in my opinion, they need to target a somewhat similar player. You know, Evander Kane basically produced at a level that he's never produced at in the National Hockey League in Edmonton. Oh, by the way, Pat Maroon, who was a somewhat similar player, not as good, but a somewhat similar player to Evander Kane, a bigger body. Pat Maroon scored a career-high 27 goals in Edmonton. Alex Chason came in on Edmonton, bigger body, not doesn't play with the same physicality or edge, but certainly was a pro. Alex Chason came in on a PTO and scored a career-high 22 goals, playing on an Oilers team where he got some power play time and was a net front and also got to play with McDavid and Dreisaitl 5v5. Zach Cassian had back-to-back 15-goal seasons where he spent part of his time, mostly at even strength, playing with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Didn't see any power play time to, to build up his stats. The Oilers signed Zach Hyman last year. He scored a career-high 27 goals, playing in the Oilers' top six. I mentioned a player yesterday, and I have no idea. Well, actually, I do have an idea of what if the Montreal Canadiens were open to doing something, what they'd be asking for. But I mentioned Josh Anderson yesterday, and people are like, oh, he didn't do anything in Montreal. Well, this year. He had a bad year. Look at the plus minus. Look at the... the Canadians were awful. And the Montreal Canadiens aren't rolling out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins as center options. I know there's some Canadians fans out there and they're really excited about Nick Suzuki. I mean, before Martin St. Louis went there, Cole Caulfield had one goal. There was a lot of guys in Montreal that saw a big downturn in their game. And I'll grant you that to this point in his career, Josh Anderson's only really had the one big season, the 27-goal season. He's dealt with some shoulder issues. But when you look at the makeup of Edmonton's top six, you can make a compelling argument that if you can't get Kane back here, Anderson is the type of player that you need to target and would theoretically be worth the bump. Now, do I think Montreal would be chasing, yes, a Pugliarby hard? I think they would target another prospect, maybe one that's playing in that province right now. That's that's what I would think. Uh, and the Oilers would say, okay, well, we got to send you some money too in the deal. In other words, we got to send you a contract back with a little bit of term. So I have no idea how this is going to work out. I, it's, it's funny. People hear what they want to hear. At no point did I say the Edmonton Oilers are going to trade Jesse Pugliarvi as an example for Josh Anderson. But I do think Edmonton, like some people say, well, why don't they go get to break it? He's a better goal scorer. Well, you kind of have a smallish forward that's in your top six already in terms of Kyrie Yamamoto, who's probably going to grow. And at some point in his career might be a 25 goal scorer down the road. And a guy, by the way, that both Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle have a lot of respect for his game. And we saw what kind of year Hyman had coming here realistically do you not think josh anderson couldn't if he can score 27 goals playing for columbus on a defensive-minded team with torts do you not think that if he came here he couldn't score north of 30 playing on a team with mcdavid and dreisaitl you don't think that didn't factor in the decision for dan melstein placing evander kane here in the first place if you were representing a player 
a potential free agent out there and wanted to drive numbers. Where would you put him? On the team that's had the two highest scoring players in the National Hockey League over the last four seasons, do you not think it's feasible that a player could exceed the numbers that he's had in prior organizations? And again, you've watched the playoffs. You've seen how effective Ranton and Landeskog were at bigger bodies. You watched the Canadians play last year and saw how effective Anderson was. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know how it gets done. But I know for a fact that there were discussions around the league about Anderson's availability at the deadline. And if you can't get in, if you can't get Kane back, I think the Oilers need to add a player that somewhat resembles Evander Kane. Take it for what it's worth. You don't have to agree. That's the beauty of the situation. Uh, we will head off to a global news weather traffic update at 12:27. Come back uh, with Elliot Friedman for Mid City Construction Management. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.